Welcome to Sky Pirate Radio, everybody. We're up to episode 46, inching and crawling and creeping our way up to 50. Uh, where, if you don't know what we're about, we're a bit like the, I would say the, the Kellogg's of video game development podcasts. Uh, sort of, you know, just just a kind of middle of the road, pretty good quality cereal, but nothing out there. Like Cocoa Pops, rice Have you bubbles. heard about the, uh, the, 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 the origin of Mr. Kellogg? Uh, I don't know what Mr. Kellogg... What, is that, like, the owner of the company? Kellogg? Oh, yeah, he was... Uh, apparent, I don't... Look, I've, the the memories are fuzzy. I mostly know about this because it was in an episode of Drunk History, but apparently he wanted to... Uh, apparently he wanted you to put... It was, like, the 1800s, and he wanted you to put uh, cornflakes up your butt. <laughs> okay, all right, well, I don't... So, <laughs> <laughs> like, like... Like in its form, like as a cereal, like I don't understand. I don't, look, we don't have, don't don't think about it too much. Don't don't think about it too much. Just just leave the audience hanging. Let's just leave them with that and see you know see where their brain goes. I think that's more interesting than anything we would have to say about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's yeah, we're a bit like that. We want you to put our video games up your butt, um, and play them that way. Put the controller in your butt and play the game. <laughs> Uh, we make we make some video games. Some of them you might have heard of. Uh, we're making Getaway Grand Prix right now. It's a, it's a vroom vroom racing game. We're also making vroom Stocks vroom. and Swords, which is a a, a a hit hit punchy game in a fantasy world. And we made Help I'm Haunted, which is a shoot shoot spooky game, um, which you can play on the iOS. I don't know why it's you know. One hundred percent correct. Mm-hmm. We've got all these games. You can you can play them. We're uh, excited for you to play Getaway Grand Prix. You've been uh, tooling away with that, Kevin. We've been in a bit of like a, a a weird spot because I know you've been working on your niece stuff uh, mainly, yeah. most of all, uh, kind of heading up to the deadline right now. How's that been treating you lately? All right. Yeah. It's the the hard part, you know. It's just, I guess, the thing that I struggle with is. Um, just, you know, fear that my work isn't good. Mm. And then you add a pressure on top of that where you have, like, a deadline. And, uh, like, I don't feel confident in it. I'm kind of struggling um, with it in that way at the moment. But um, I've got some photos to put up. And then <laughs> then it'll just kind of be done and out there. Um, yeah. In terms of doing business stuff, you know, it's always usually pretty clear what the next step is to kind of keep moving forward. But sure. um, the the hard part is, you know, how how do you keep your motivation up and keep going when uh, maybe you've been trying and like you haven't you haven't really got any you haven't got anything from it, you know, but you just kind of have to keep keep going at it. Yeah. This is, um, I mean, it's only kind of related because it just happened to me, but that, that was sort of the same experience I was having when I was finishing up my uni stuff from the last yeah. uh, study period. It's just deadline coming up, and I'm doing an arts degree, so I'm, I'm doing all this filming stuff and, and writing fiction and all that kind of thing, but it, it just becomes a very uh, a passionless, drudging exercise where you're just, you're just plugging in the things you have to do and trying to to make the people happy and you're not you don't know if the thing's good or not anymore you just have to to finish it um yeah but i but i will say about your niece stuff kevin is i think it looks mighty fine i think your patches that you've made which you can you can see on your own personal twitter at kevin stott look look very very uh sweet um thank you 
The website is also uh, exciting. I like the look of it, and it's very fancy schmancy. And I think uh, you got something here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need to. I just need to. I'm so. I need to get just back into the swing of it, you know, and post stuff. I've been getting a little bit better at it. I'm. I think I'm. I think I was in a bit of a long dark dark tunnel for for a while, but I think I've I'm just emerging now. So you're coming out of that little hole, scra- scraping out like a like a zombie from the grave, screaming, rubbing my rubbing my eyes like I've just yeah. been born. Yeah, that, that's what a baby does when it's just born. It rubs its eyes and cries. Um. Anyway, uh, we should talk about uh getaway Grand Prix. What's what, have I know you've been working on these stuff, but it, has any stuff been going on there? I know we've been doing some work streams on Wednesday still every every Wednesday. We have been. There's some new items in. Sweet. Um, a new new level theme. We're putting in London. The bus is in. Yes, the bus. Classic bus. Classic bus. I think when um the things that are still left to do, the main things are the character select screen. Uh, like putting in sound and mm. some ideas I have for having you fight, uh, having you beat a boss as the kind of end of each level. Um, yeah. And they aren't, they're, they're definitely all possible, but because they're kind of, kind of, there's so much behind something like the character select screen. It's like, you got to do all the, all the buttons, how, what's the layout, other stuff, like letting you buy new characters and stuff. You know, like, it's one thing to say the character select screen, but there's there's so many kind of tasks under that, and that's the same with the the other ones I mentioned as well. So, I, I think I'm, I've have been working on other stuff as well, but there's kind of some in- intimidatingly large tasks coming up, but uh, I just have to get stuck in, and yeah. it, it'll be good and ready and playable, and uh, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, stuff like a uh, like character select screen sounds sounds pretty easy off the bat, but there's a whole lot of different intricacies connected to that. Yeah, uh, that, and a lot of it's like a bit like a Jenga tower, I guess. You got to make that foundation, make sure it's all coming, so it's all yeah. there. Yeah, it can um, definitely be a tricky one. Yeah, video games are tricky. No one ever said they'd be easy, and and now I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to regret this a little bit. This is a bit so too. I'm starting to feel like someone's done a uh, bait and switch on me. Yeah, no, video games are meant to be fun. What is this? This is, <laughs> what is stressful. What, 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 what fresh hell have I got myself into? Okay, well, now what is this? I'm not just playing video games all day. I have to r- do different things. Yeah, another thing I want to see in um, Getaway Grand Prix that I have to work on is, is doing more dialogue stuff. Uh, and that kind of comes part and parcel with doing the boss stuff because naturally a lot of dialogue is going to come from uh, their, their interactions with the main characters, the bosses. Yeah. So that's going to be fun to do. I know you've been doing, uh, or at least thinking about doing some redesigning on, on one of the characters we have planned. The Helicopter Man, or Bird, yeah. in, any, in this case. I want to um, make him more silly. Yeah, we'll he's a bit too go. serious. We've got to have a silly kind of guy. Because um, we're silly boys ourselves. Exactly. A little, a little representation. That's what, it all comes, that's what it all comes back to. <laughs> yeah, just, just being silly a little bit. Um, what else has been going on with you, Kevin? You, you want to expound on, on what, what's been up? Let me take it away. Um, I don't know. What have I been doing? I've been playing Brawl Stars on my phone. That's, nice. that's a good time. I enjoy that game very much. I thought there was... I was going to do one of those things where it's like, um, 
you know, all these games they have their passes now. Like there's the, the a weekly like Mario... like, payment you have to make, that kind of thing. A subscription. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. They they had it in Knighthood and in Mario Kart and uh, in Brawl Stars as well. This kind of this kind of new. I don't know what it is. It's it's some sort. It's what would I describe it as? It's a piece of, I guess, monetization design, really. Yeah. Um, in that you're kind of making your way up a big list of rewards, and you're always going there to get your rewards that you've got. But every time you go there, you're seeing the rewards that you could also get if you were subscribed. Very clever. Mm. Make, making the people think that, uh, you know, they ha- they've earned all this stuff. Now all you have to do is uh, throw a couple dollars in the jar to, uh, to, to open it up. Yeah, I remember that being a big, uh, a, a big issue with uh, the Mario Kart on the iPhone. Mario Kart Tour or whatever it's called. A lot of that, like, oh, just dangling that little carrot in front of you. Oh, you could get a, a lot of, like, you get some platinum coins and a, and a crystal Mario if you bloody sign up for this one. The, the big yeah. boy package. Even more recently, I've continued to play it. I'm getting... I, I don't imagine it. I've started skipping days now, so I don't imagine I'm going to be oh playing Mario Kart. Falling off the longer. wagon. Um, but they've got, like... They've got these packs in the store. It's like, play, pay $30 for this, you know, glider or something. It's like, Man. no. I just simply won't be doing that. <laughs> it's not and a good deal. I can't... Yeah, I just can't imagine anyone who would. It's very strange. I'm going to have a... Okay, so now, now this is where I announce my new project, and that's <laughs> the JVK app. And, and sort of mm-hmm. what you can do with this app is that you can you can check on me and how I'm doing by opening the app. It's, there'll sort of be status updates from me. But if you want the, the extra gossip and, and like sort of the inside scoop stuff, you need to get the, the sort of $5 a month package where I'll, I'll tell you everything that's basically what the jeremy <laughs> renner app wasn't it there was like the the, the, the app that oh, was the, the jeremy renner yeah. App. yeah that 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 is i guess that's already real yeah he, he he like you could he texted you and you could buy like renner bucks and and get stuff and the jeremy renner yeah, app, see, there's right? a few people who are doing like text text group like um subscriptions pretty bad Anyway, I didn't realize in in Mar- <laughs> in Mario Kart the uh, the the kind of reward things the I guess I'll just call them seasons before it resets are about two weeks, and I was expecting that was going to be what was going to happen in Brawl Stars because I jumped back in in the middle of the season, but it turns out that uh, the Brawl Stars seasons are three months. Um. Which is fine, but I was I was planning on doing that thing where like you you get the pass right at the end of the last one, so you get all of that, and then you also get the next one. But uh, I didn't get it. But that's all right. I I don't have to pay any money now because I they gave me enough of the currency, so I don't have to spend mm. any money on it. Yeah, so you're all you're all good. You got you got like, stacked pockets. You're fine. You're you're gonna be a yeah, ball absolutely. champion. I've, I've I've played the game and I've come out on top. Mm-hmm. This new ca- they have a new character who's like in a straight jacket, which is like you think you'd. It was not that long ago that Blizzard was getting into hot water over, over that for their new character. So you'd think you'd, you'd think you'd sidestep that one. Yeah, that's some real uh, some nineties marketing. 
for a crazy bone energy there if they're in a straight yeah, jacket. Not, that, that's uh, very aged, I feel like. It's not Ripperoo as the first boss of <laughs> Crash Bandicoot 2 anymore. Exactly. <laughs> um, apart from that... Look up, uh, look out for our new Getaway Grand Prix car. It's, it's a crazy car, car in a straight jacket. It's, oh, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's wild. Mm. They're just kidding. Um, I've played a... And you did too. We played Anna Lynn, which is a kind of a... Uh, I guess it's kind of half... It's Pac-Man if it was a platformer. Mm. A little bit of Donkey Kong Jr. in there, too. A little bit of too. Donkey Kong Jr. and, like, yeah. Mappy, I guess. Yeah. I've never really played Mappy. Do guys come out of doors like the snakes do in Annalyn? Um, I think... I believe they do in Mappy. And I believe also dudes move along the screen like they do in um City Hunter or whatever it's called. City Connection. Mm. That's it, on the NES. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of a mix of... Uh, a lot of different stuff. A few different arcade styles. Um, but yes, you play as this... Uh, uh, well, you, you can talk about it a bit, Kevin. You're, you're a little cave... It's it's basically Pac-Man, but you're a cave... You're a little cave a little uh, explorer person, and uh, the, you collect uh, coins, and there's snakes who are like the ghosts from Pac-Man, and you collect rubies, which should power pelts, and make them... Make them blue and you go and kick them. You kick them in the head. Um, that one's new. That part's not in Pac-Man. And then they no. come back in from uh, like holes from the top of the screen. Yes. And it seems like they can emerge from those holes any time they want. Like if Maybe if they go into a door. I'm not really sure how it works. I, I, did, I had a little bit of a hard time distinguishing the behavior between the different uh, colored snakes. Mind, I'd probably have to spend a bit more time with it, but... Yeah, I imagine they probably do have, you know, some something approximating the, sure. the Pac-Man ghost behaviours. Maybe they come... in specific what, what doors they'd come from in relation to where you're standing or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird as well because the... Because all the levels, you can kind of scroll... The levels... The screen is scrolls left and right because the level's pretty big. A lot of the time, like, the ghosts will just go off screen, and then there's... So they can't jump the way that you can, so they kind of try and cut you off by going indoors and popping out in a, from a door in front of you. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the time, you'll just... There'll be none of them on screen, and then they'll just start coming out of the doors. So that's... I guess I just was like, I just always be always be careful around the doors. Make sure you jump over yeah, them just in yeah, case. Yeah, I, I jump over them just in case. Um, and what it feels very juicy like Pac-Man when you can kind of uh, get them all lined up, like all of them leaving a door, a specific door, and then pick up the power pellet and then kick them all in the head. Yeah, I found good. it interesting as well, the kind of... It's like if you want to... Like obviously it's much easier to try and collect them all if you're... like. Uh, if you're falling down from the top, then and they're all kind of close to each other, then falling is is quicker than trying to jump up. So it's easy to yeah. kind of clean them all up if you get them all underneath you and then uh, pop the gem to fall down. And it seems like it keeps adding new mechanics. I only got up to when they started implementing the um, the ropes, sort of like Donkey Kong Junior or Donkey Kong Country, where you can climb along the the ropes, and that became particularly troublesome with sort of the way that the snakes. Um, 
they they have platforms that you can't stand on it seems like they can just like move along each uh sort of height section of the screen if you know what i mean they're just it able depends to, on yeah. yeah they they kind of do at the start they have um like platforms that they fall off as well i guess i think that's one of the interesting parts about it to me is that it shows you especially in those first couple of levels like there's the platforms that you can walk on and then there's the kind of purple faint platforms that'll show you where they can walk on and the doors and stuff and i think that it's interesting to kind of try and read the screen and mm. read those faint platforms that are going to tell you where the where the snakes are going to go because it's kind of like it's it's like if you had clues on on the like Pac-Man maze that would tell you you know which which way the ghosts are going to go that's sure. that I think is the kind of most interesting part about it to me and yeah. know, one of the reasons and, and why it seems it works. like also the, the snakes can uh, you know jump down on you from below um, if you stand around in a place for too long, that happened to me a few times too. Um, yeah, they introduced that in the in the second set of levels. Mm. Yeah, I had I had a super lot of fun with it, but boy, I get so I get so frustrated when I can't beat your scores, Kevin. I really get the shits. <laughs> I really get mad. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry. I Don't be sorry. Me. It's 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 incentive for me to do better. It pushes me to do better <laughs> as a player, and I feel like I'm. I'm getting better at these games, and one day I'll be able to to, to defeat your Pac-Man uh, Championship Edition NES score, and also your uh, your Anilin score. One, I hope. Uh, we can. I hope is this too. like this is like a demo, right? Yeah, this is a demo. It's for uh, some sort of event that's happening on like a Sonic fan game site. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't really that's understand the. Uh, mm. The event itself, but yeah, it's a demo. He says that uh, it's going to be coming out early. Uh, next year, I believe. Wow! Well, b- bloody hell! Just yeah, it's it it's just tight. It's just a, a real good feeling. It feels like it already existed when I played it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's the kind of. It. I don't know. I was I was interested to look at it and kind of think about what what can you learn? What could we learn to put in Getaway as well? Mm. Um, and I think it makes it helped make some things clear about um, you know, there's certain times you want to stop all the enemies um like to show when you're going to show your character game over that's a good time to stop all the enemies so that the only thing moving on screen is the player Mm. um so i'll try and learn some tricks from that i think it's it's one of those things where um to make it look and feel kind of so clean and simple actually takes a, a lot of a lot of work to try a lot of things and then kind of cut cut down until you have just the right things. Yeah, refine refine those ideas down to a fine paste, so to yeah. speak. Um, so that's Andalon. Have you been Have you been playing much else? Doing much else? K Stott. That's my boy. That's it. Okay. That's it. Well, let me let me wrap about my stuff. Of course, I I finished university and here I am now Yay. free before you. Thank you, thank you. It was a lot of hard work. I haven't I haven't finished the whole thing. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna be yeah. back there because because it never ends. And <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, hopefully my next subjects will be a, a bit a bit better 
treat me a bit better because there was a huge mm. amount of work I had to do um, coming into into year two. Uh, but uh, I'm here now. I have a fancy new gaming laptop that 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 can wow. run all the hits. I know it's it's got it's got different games on it. You can play. I can play solitaire. I can play Plants vs Zombies. It's great. Wow. All the new, all the new hot games that that are releasing today. No, it's it, it, it's actually nice. very good. Yeah. Um, I can I can play uh, PS2 emulators and things, which is kind of what I've always wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and different different things like that. Uh, all my Steam games work. Oh, uh, it's great. Um, what have I been playing? I played a little bit of. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight, which is just one of the Dragon Quest games. Um, I think one of the the first things I wanted to do coming out of a, a big assignment is is kind of drown myself in in a big long RPG game, and those games are always really good to do with because uh was that the PS two yeah one? that's the PS two one it's the first three yeah. D Dragon Quest game that came out, and um it's it's interesting because uh. Coming off that one from playing um, some of Dragon Quest Eleven, which is the one that came out on Switch and PS4 and all that stuff, it actually yeah. is almost verbatim like a very similar like, um, not like narrative structure or anything like that, but it's it's the same kind of gameplay where you the camera angle seems the same, the the way you're moving around the world and and the battle engine is always completely the same in a Dragon Quest game. It's it's yeah. definitely borrowing that same structure in terms of being like a 3D Dragon Quest, which there's only been like a, a few of them. Yeah. Um but it's it doesn't matter because every Dragon Quest game you play is secretly uh, the same Dragon Quest game, but they're just wearing a little funny costume. They've got a different costume on for this one, um, uh, and uh, it's 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 cozy. The the writing is consistently some fun, like highbrow uh, Princess Bride style fantasy stuff that you don't have to take too seriously. Um, yeah. And the combat is 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 fun and, and in depth enough. Where you don't have to think about it, where you're in like Final Fantasy VII, going like, oh, I need a fucking Ultimus Sword and do all this side shit that I don't remember about. Um, it's 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 just a, uh, it's like an RPG for a a 44 year old man who doesn't give much of a shit anymore. <laughs> 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 which is uh, which is the kind of lifestyle, Kevin. I can't, I, I idolize. Yeah, I feel, parts. I feel you. It's kind of like I don't, I don't want to play a game where. Um, I gotta figure it out. Sometimes you just want to play a game where you uh, you kind of know what it's gonna be. Yeah, and it's um, it's 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 interesting because it's it's, mm, I don't know how to describe it. He's got he's got kind of a he's wears purple and he has kind of a haircut. Is what what are you talking about here? That's the main guy from Dragon Quest Eight, right? No, he's it's a it's a guy with an orange bandana. Oh, am I thinking of the wrong one? Oh, you're thinking of bloody thinking like of five or six. So one. you're you're a, you're a silly, you're just being a silly sausage, aren't you? Game of card revoked. Fine, that's right. but uh, that's really I ca- I can't really talk about much else because that's really all I've been playing. Um, other than that, just like testing things out on my computer and seeing if they work. How um, so? Okay, here's my question. How do you know what? Like if you go, you enter a new area and there's new monsters. What? Uh, yes. How do you know what to do to beat them? Okay, so here's here's the way Dragon Quest has done it since the very first Dragon Quest. 
is that you'll be in a town or a kingdom or something like that. Your guy will go, here's what you got to do. Go do your thing. You leave the town or kingdom or whatever like that, and you start heading in the next direction um, on the world map. And you'll keep heading in direct direction, getting into random battles. Usually you'll start fighting slimes, which are you can just beat. So, so that's fine. You'll keep heading in a direction, and it's like, oh, fuck, this monster's really hard. Sometimes they'll just kill you in one shot. And it's like, well, I guess I'm not going that way. So you'll uh, travel in maybe to the left this time, and, and you'll start fighting monsters. And, and they'll be at a more um, reachable difficulty. You'll be able to beat them. You might lose a little bit of health, and then you're like, oh, I have to go back to the kingdom and then get some health stuff and maybe go to the inn, maybe buy some new stuff so I can keep progressing further. In that way, it's a little bit like, a you know, if you think about an incremental idol game where you're just slowly getting a little bit better at it every time and maybe making a inching a, a bit more progress every time. Um, you can think about it in that sort of structure. So I think generally the way they, they deal with enemies that are over-leveled in you is that you can, if they hit you and they'll do a lot of damage, you flee and then you'll go into it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe go to a different area where they're probably meant to be funneling you or something like that. Or, uh, in some cases, you've just got to grind and level up. But I think Dragon Quest games generally have a more um, direct and straightforward approach, which I, I think is, is very nice to have um, yeah. alongside RPGs that are, that are sort of uh, vague and, and don't make it easy for the player. Um, I've been playing it with a special controller that I got too, Kevin. Um, here's, here's a new section for us, Jace Controller Reviews. I love a good controller. You know that about me. And I hate a bad one. I hate... You know Mad Cats? Ooh, we're going to get into it today, everybody. Uh. We're talking all about those those Skull Candy Xbox 360 controllers that dig into your fingers. No. Um, um, these controllers that have... Uh, th- there's this uh, sort of... I think just an independent company that does third-party controllers called Hyperkin. They've made like um like emulators and stuff as well. They've got like a like a handheld SNES that they've made and stuff like that. Um, but I really like their controllers because they like to replicate old kind of controllers. They have a um a remodel of the uh, the old Xbox Duke controller that I bought a while ago, which is that if you if you remember anyone, it's those big fat fucking Xbox controllers that came with the original one that don't fit anyone's hands. But I love it. I love a big meaty control. I love a ham hock. I-, I love holding just a piece of ham, Kevin, while I'm playing a game. You know what <laughs> I mean? Some buttons sticking out. Yeah, just 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 bonking around on it, holding that piece of ham and manipulating it to move Super Mario. Um, <laughs> um, but they came out. Uh, that with, really thrills me. It thrills me to the bone, to my very core. So I went to my mum and pop video game store recently, and I saw that Hyperkin had a new kind of controller out that was a. Uh, it's called the Admiral to sort of give it, you know, like, a, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm piloting a ship. And it's just sort of a remodel of the Nintendo 64 controller. Oh. But it doesn't suck poo-poo because the, the, the analog stick on the Nintendo 64 controller does not feel good, especially if you're using one that has, you know, existed since back then. It feels all rough and coarse. This has like a GameCube um, analog stick which feels very nice, and it has, like, the C-stick buttons. And, as a bonus, you can connect it to your Switch, to your computer, and uh, it also has, like, a little wireless dongle, so you can play it uh, a Nintendo 64 game with it in your Nintendo 64 wirelessly. And I think it's I think it's a really good controller. I think the buttons are real springy on it. Um, 
and it makes me happy to use the uh, Nintendo 64 buttons again, albeit with a a more regular sort of gamepad uh, kind of interface. I don't know. I, I like it a lot, Kevin. What controllers do you, do you like? Think, do you think the Nintendo 64 controller... I think I mm-hmm. kind of... I'm trying to... I'm looking at some pictures of controllers now to kind of uh, shape my thought, but I think that... Um, Okay, it was more. It was definitely more pronounced on the on the GameCube. I think it was a bold choice to uh, to go with that giant A button and make all the buttons oh, like yeah. different shapes and sizes and stuff. That's it's, I like it. The A button was, is a bit like an oasis of the controller. It's like a giant <laughs> pool of water sitting in the middle. It's beautiful. It does. It does kind of make sense because in most games, it's like there is kind of one action that you're going to be doing like. 80% yeah. of the time and then your next that one is, is going to be used less and stuff so that's that's kind of interesting to think about in that way it is in it's terms good. of how does how does the controller kind of end up designing the uh the game experience almost i saw mm. an ad for the ps5 uh a couple of days ago and it, w- it was a very nice polished ad Mm-hmm. about having rumble and then at the end it just said with haptic feedback and I'm oh. like what we've had like I know that they're talking <laughs> about the new the the oh, I forget what they're called yeah they're talking about this new 3D rumble stuff um but it's just so it was just so strange for them to say for them to put up this the buzzword haptic feedback like eighty percent of people gotta have no idea what that means and then mm-hmm. the other people who do are like well we've had that for a long time right yeah that's what it that's made kind me of been feel. around for at least ten years or so the haptic feedback stuff I am excited for the um the apparently the triggers on the PS5 having different levels of resistance and stuff, although I'm sure that I'm sure that doing something like that, it feels like it almost guarantees that it could get broken. Like, if you, if it can get, if you can put if you could program the triggers to like, lock so that they don't move then players will Mm. definitely break them. But I guess they probably haven't done that. I'm I'm curious about those triggers. I'm interested. I mean, I I already feel so dispassionate about the PS4 controller triggers because they just end up breaking on me so much anyway. I don't know if you've had that experience, but I've had to, I've I've chewed through at least uh, three or four uh, DualShock 4 controllers because one of the triggers like got, like one of just oh, like wow. the hinges fell off it because I've been. I'm just too good at Call of Duty. I'm just shooting too many people. Um, <laughs> um the ones my DualShock Four's batteries are, are, are pretty shot, but apart uh, from I that, see, they I work. See. Okay. Yeah, I've had, and sometimes they get squeaky and stuff. I've had to like put lead in the middle of the the hinges there so they stop squeaking. <laughs> oh, they're, they're little no- noisy boys. I tell you what, I, I like um, I like binary triggers a whole lot. I'm very into the the Switch Pro controller. I think that's a, that's a real nice controller. I'd, I'd, I'd snap that one up again. It's um, interesting, because it's like that some some games would... There's not a lot of games that use the use the kind of 
uh, I don't know what you would call it. They're like resistance um, on the triggers, like like yeah. accelerating in a car. That kind yeah, of thing. that's the that's the kind of number one. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember in the uh, PS2 days when they had analog, they had a uh, sort of analog buttons where like the the amount of pressure you put down on the PS2 buttons would uh change how fast Raiden would put up his gun in Metal Gear Solid 2. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Wow. I've yeah, never, that, uh, I never knew that. Yes, yeah, so if you if in games like not many games implemented this because yeah. it wasn't a, a well touted feature, but but games like Metal Gear Solid Two, you could gently press it and then you could like uh, instead of like a uh, shooting at an enemy, you just hold them up and be like freeze, stuff like that. That is definitely a um, Kojima thing to do, and we'll be talking a lot more about that a little bit later um, in the show. Uh, but first, why don't we get into a little bit of headline news, huh? How was that a little, bit, a little bit of news. A little bit of news to appease the world. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, we've got a special new announcement, Kevin. Uh, I know you've been excited for this one. A yes. new ca- a character is coming back. It's the anniversary of, of the new character. And they're coming back for you. Yes, Kevin, that's right. Crazy Frog on April 23rd oh. said on Twitter, Guess who's back? Hashtag Crazy Frog. Hashtag new album. Hashtag the Crazy Frog official. Now, Kevin... <laughs> And they've they've also put in the tweet a little JPEG of the crazy frog. Um, what do you think about that? I wonder who's in charge. Do you reckon it's the it's the original people? Uh, you think it it's... seems like it seems like the kind of thing that it seems like it would have been. It seems like it would have changed hands for someone to be excited about trying to bring crazy frog back. So but it think... also seems impossible that someone would think that that was a good idea. Yeah, because it definitely works super well when they did it the last time. Now, Kevin, just the other day, I heard my girlfriend w- told me the cryptic origins of Crazy Frog. Do you know about this stuff? Do you know wh- how that, like, originated? Mm, that, that No, I don't think so. Okay, so it started out in the 90s as, like, a... Like a, a like an audio like a QuickTime audio it's file. Sort of a crazy frog, if you can imagine. No, not such even a thing. there was even before there was no frog to begin with. It it there it was a mere creature, and I'll get to it in a second. But first, there was a, just an audio file of a guy going meh, meh, like pretending to be a broken motorbike or something. That yeah. went around on like chain emails or however the fuck shit went around in the internet in the nineties. On a uh, floppy disk. A floppy disk. They passed it around and said, "Listen to this funny file." Um, then, a, like a college animation student, made an animation of a funny creature uh, doing the motor, you know, flying around on yeah. his motorbike, and that was the crazy frog. It was not known as that. It was just a, a fucking alien of some kind. And it, um, well, there was no song yet. It was just pretending to be a motorbike. It was just that audio clip. And then I believe Jamstar uh, appropriated. The whole shebang, just the whole like funny. It's like like a like a flash cartoon you'd see on the, the in in the internet on the early two thousands or something. They put it on TV and then they're like, "This is a hit. This fifteen second sample 
is going to be huge. We'll put it in different pop songs. We'll put it in popcorn. <laughs> we'll put it in Axel F. We'll put it in this one. We'll put it in Daft Punk. Like, And then they ran out of options. It was just like, bing, bing, like every like 30 seconds in the song. So it was, just, it was like a Eurobeat cover of the song where sometimes an audio file of a man pretending to be a motorbike that ended up turning into a frog uh, would interject briefly. That is the history of the crazy frog, and now he's back again, everybody. <laughs> Ready? Hashtag new album. Can't wait. Uh, it's we're in a post minion society, and I think it's time uh, we brought sexy back. If you know what I'm talking about, a new kind of minion, one that's a little more nasty. Uh, <laughs> now, it's, it's it would be also we should mention this is coming from true crazy frog on Twitter. Now we have to make sure. It seems like that's right, though. Crazy Frog's unique vocal performance has made him a successful music artist, alright? Oh, are, the... the, are they doing the gorillas thing where they're pretending the Crazy Frog is real? I mean, yes. I, I mean, he can't, he can't be fake. He's, he's a little frog. He's riding around on an invisible motorbike. You can see you him can riding see him. on his motorbike. Yeah, in the video clip. He's got his own games. Hashtag, they have here, hashtag the year of Crazy Frog. What a terrible year for Crazy Frog. <laughs> no wonder. A, a better year. <laughs> Now's the time, ladies and gentlemen. Here he comes, Crazy Frog. Going <laughs> to set a smile on your dial. Let's move on to, to something else, because I can't think about him anymore. The Me real neither. news. He doesn't even look like a frog that much. No, ex- that's exactly the point. He was just a... F- it was just a thing. Like it, it, I think it was called the annoying thing. That was what the the student had called it when they published that video on E Bombs World or whatever the fuck <laughs> they did. Um, Mario, Super Mario is back in a big way. There was a there was a Nintendo Direct and uh, they announced all these different Mario games off the docket. Let's just go through them. First off, Mario All Stars 3D. That'll uh, be. Excuse me. Wait, just wait. Hold your horses for just a second. First okay. off, Super right. Mario. What's... Game and watch Super Mario Bros. Well, I was, I was gonna what? get, I was gonna get to, get to that game and watch. It's, what are you talking not, about? That's not the right order, though. That was the first one. Fine. If you have them, if you, I, I was worried. I was just worried we weren't gonna talk about the game and watch. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. It's okay. I if just, you've got them in, sure. in bloody chronological order over there, Kevin, <laughs> why don't you bloody run down the list then, huh? I just oh, wanna... Okay, let's start. Get. <laughs> No, I'm glad you did sure that. that yeah. I don't. I want to make sure we don't miss the uh, the game and watch and the um okay. the remote control cars. Well, okay, we won't. We definitely weren't going to miss the remote control cars. I'll tell you that much. But I, I I didn't know anything about the game and watches. So if you'd like to tell me a bit about that, I'd love to hear it. They, it was very strange because the 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 Mario Direct opened up with this like, with footage of. Super Mario Bros. That was just like it was bad quality footage. It looked like it wasn't in the right resolution or something. And then they zoomed out and they're playing it on like a Game and Watch. It's it's look fine if you're someone who is a collector and wants it. That's fine, but um, weird weird pick, you know. (laughs) Wait, so what are they? They're playing Super Mario Bros. on the Game and Watch. Yeah, so they're, they're releasing a new device that is a Game & Watch, but instead of playing a Game & Watch game... It just plays Super Mario it, Brothers. Yeah, it plays Super Mario Brothers uh, on, like, an LCD screen. 
and it also I has. I don't really know who that who alarm. that's for. It's for collectors, I guess. Okay. I don't know why you would want it, though. Like, if you're someone who's into the... Like, I'm into the aesthetics of the kind of Game & Watch games, but I'm not really interested in, like, you just taking the shell of a Game & Watch and putting Mario on it, but Mm. whatever. That's fine. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. I'm I'm glad we hit that mark, Kevin. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> yeah, stuff. I've got a lot. I've got a, some important things to say about it. Don't I? Um, what was next on the docket? You have the the chronological. Order, I don't. I don't. I only you remember that, that was the lied? first one. You had the I first don't... thing. You. Oh my god. You I think inter- the next were, one. Um. I think oh was my. the next one the battle royale one. Let's let, uh, sure. Let's say it is Super Mario Brothers thirty five. Now I'm I'm actually a bit interested in this. Um, it's getting it's late September, right? They're releasing this thing. Um, um sort of, yeah, I think first October. First of October. Um, sort of like a um, Super Mario Brothers one, but uh, you're doing the the Tetris ninety nine thing of of playing multiple people at it at once, going through a Mario course, and it seems like. Uh, you can do things like Tetris 99 to, to fuck those other people up, the other 34 people you'd be playing with. Yeah, um, you can like beat enemies and you can send them to other players' screens. It's more... There was that... There was another Mario kind of battle royale thing that came out not, not too long ago. And mm. this version seems to be kind of more interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that they said they were only going to uh, have this out for people to play for a limited time and then it would go away. Not really clear if it would be coming back or not. Um, Maybe just like as an anniversary game. I don't know why they do that, though. It's a bit Um, odd. I guess just to make people, you know, uh, it's a... Functionally, what it being limited time means is it's Mm -hmm. just kind of to encourage people to buy the products i guess that's the only thing i could think of and also you know i guess being in on the nintendo online is also good to have i Um, mean if we look around at the the successful companies in the world now we're not we're not in a world anymore where a company is trying to sell you a product and then you have the product mm. like especially in terms of entertainment uh, they definitely want us to only be renting the product and to continually rent the product no, but but by being sh- for sure, but uh, by being such, I I don't understand what the the get is by being such a, a limited time promotion, other than just you know other than making people buy into the brand a little bit more, having them enjoy this limited time funny game on the Nintendo Switch, uh, unless they're also doing like market research on it or something like that, which I'm sure well, they're doing the, too. I think the the I think the All Stars as well has has the same times on it doesn't it mm, so i guess yes. along with the with the mario one it's probably also just like you know then we don't have to run the server anymore yeah that's true but uh i think i think hopefully it sticks around i would not be like if it if it comes out and people love it i'm sure that uh, some some polite negotiating will uh will let it stay maybe yeah. i don't know I'll 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 be sure to to jump into the thick of it. I'll be playing some Mario Brothers thirty five. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna get number one. No, you're not. I'm gonna get I number am. one. I'm, I'm getting gonna be one. Mario Invictus. Is this really how we fucking lose this company right now? I'm getting number <laughs> one. How dare you? 
Um, uh, next up on the docket, uh, since you mentioned it, Mario All Stars 3D. Now we can. Now, are you happy? Can we talk about it now, Kevin? Are yes. You feeling, are you satiated? All right, Mario yes. All Stars 3D. You got three games coming out on the Switch, both physically and digitally. It's uh, Super Mario 64, uh, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. Uh, Mario Galaxy 2 has been kicked off the face of the planet and will never be seen again. Never existed. Doesn't exist. What are you talking about? There was not a spaceship shaped like Mario's head. There was not a second Mario Galaxy game. Shut up. That was a quote direct from Shigeru Miyamoto. I watched a YouTube video about it that um, said that they just all hated working on Super Mario Galaxy 2 because they felt like they used up all their good ideas for the first one. I think, and then Miyamoto I think that's came false. and said, do it again. And then they were annoyed about it. I don't know. I, I, I thought that was a very solid Mario Galaxy game. I, I liked it a lot more to, than the first one because it felt like it was it was a lot more there and refined from the start. I think the first one felt like a lot of lollygagging at the front where you're kind of just doing basic stuff. Where the second one you're you're in there's levels. It felt like a, a little bit more like three D world, sort of the basis. Yeah, for it that was it was more. more polished, and they kind of knew more of what what to do with it. Definitely. Yeah, and there was a Yoshi, um, but yeah, this seems like a fine collection. I, I guess I, I haven't picked it up, and it seems like I can't because scalpers have bought them all or something. I guess. Oh bummer. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, they say it's a limited time thing, but what I'd assume they'd do is they'd just sell them all separately on the eShop, like, at a later date, right? I've got no, I've got no idea what, what they're going to do. Everyone, you know, everyone on Twitter, everyone on YouTube's got their, you know, their, their, their five-minute video about what they think is going to happen. Oh, I didn't even know that. Sorry, I, I don't mean to be a king of sting, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not up on. I'm not on up on YouTube with my face like doing like a surprise face, being like, "Oh, what's my? I know what Mario's gonna do." Um, I'm just hypothesizing. I think here. probably they will. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't think it's worth my time to speculate on it. Here's what I think. Let me just say, I think Super Mario games they're gonna keep coming out, and we're gonna keep playing them. That's that's just my two cents. Um, I think it's the just them trying to keep a handle on, you know, it's their, oh, it's like the Disney vault, you know, they're just yeah. trying to keep a handle on their IP and, uh, you know, not spill the beans too much, I guess. They did actually do this before. Back um on Ocarina of Time on the 3DS was actually a limited print run game. That really? It wasn't out on, yeah, it wasn't out on the eShop and they only released it in retail stores and once it was out of stock, uh, now it's really hard to find. And you can't wow. kind of do it. So yeah, so yeah, I, I always saw that kind of stuff as them doing like a weird kind of Disney Vault thing, but I never really understood the logic behind it. I'd always feel like you'd want that stuff readily available, you know. Um, they have a funny attitude about uh, their legacy stuff. They do, don't they? Um, Especially since it's basically. <laughs> look, let's not. The, the truth of the matter is that it's all free online. <laughs> Yes, that's yeah. You don't you don't have to listen, everybody. If, you, if you're looking on eBay, you'll never get caught. If you're looking on eBay, going, oh man, I want this Mario All Stars free. There, I got to pay a thousand dollars for it. You can just you know, just use your little computer there. You can play whatever you want. And I tell you what else, even better, you can just close your eyes and imagine what it's like. You can just close your eyes and pretend to be Super Mario. 
And you know what? It would be better because those 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 things you're imagining right there in that little head of yours, they're exclusive to you. Only you know those things that Mario's going to do in your head when you close your eyes. So in, go and make that game. Polygons. That's right. Go into go go into your mind palace. Br- brainstorm them up a little Mario. No money spent. That's that's our that's our two cents. <laughs> that's my. That's what I say for you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. I think that's wise. Um, that's really. Was there? A, oh yeah, of course. The Mario Kart. Uh, there's the Mario Cars. Do you want to talk about that first or 3D World first? Uh, let's talk about the cars. Um, All right. So you can get a remote control Mario race car, like he's in his he's in his Mario Kart Go Kart. It's got a camera on it. And then yes. you can connect that to your switch, and you can yes. use you can control the car. You see through the camera, um, and you set up little gates, and you can drive around and do the Mario Kart in the real world. Isn't now that here's, nice? That's nice. That's a nice gesture. But here's what I think: is that no one's gonna have the space to set this shit up <laughs> in a way that it'd be. I mean, I guess I'd just get sick of it, right? Like, I'd have to be like, all right, everybody, we're bringing out the cars. Yeah, it's I've not, only got it's... one of them because I couldn't afford the other one. I don't have the money for two of the cars. So it's we're just going to watch this car. I can see it. I can see it. It's going to be for, like, you know, a, a rich a rich family gets their kids them for Christmas. That's what that's what it it's, it's smells that like to sh- me. That shits me. I'm just thinking of some some Pee Wee Herman movie ass uh, antagonist kid, some some selfish family going like oh, I want the the Mario Brothers carts and driving them <laughs> around for, around for like five minutes and being like oh, this is boring. The game was <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah, kind of what it is. Take like. it back. Um... I don't like it. Delete it. Yeah, it didn't look like they could drift. It seemed like you could throw shells at people and it would stop their cars in in the real world. Mm. Do you think that's you kind could... of that is kind of what happened to me with the um the Star Wars drones. <laughs> <laughs> we never even time. got to uh, play the the laser shooting game with them. No, it didn't seem to work really. <laughs> oh, well, whenever you did try, it was fun flying them around though. That was good. Yeah, the um, controller makes some some nice sounds. Mm-hmm. Make some different kind of Star Wars sounds, officially sanctioned by by John Williams himself. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's that's I don't know what that's yeah that's cars. it's just a toy. It's just a, a novelty it's a toy. toy. I didn't make I'm much of it. I'm glad that they are doing something that is uh, out there and uh, making it happen. I'm proud of yeah. them for that. Yeah, it seems like they're always at least every once in a while they'll they'll come out with something they're just tinkering around with, like the Labo or the Ring Fit stuff. Um, so it just seems like an, another extension of, of that kind of stuff they're doing with the Switch. It's cool. It's cool how versatile it is with, with this stuff, it seems like. Um, I think... Have you seen... This is, this is not related, but... I think fun. there might be a spiritual successor to uh, Wii Sports Resort out okay. on the store. I don't remember what it's called, but it's apparent, it's like a Nintendo first-party game that's about being in a resort. I'll have to look into it more. To okay, see if it, yeah, uh, you, you need I don't to think check... it's Woohoo Island though. Yeah, that was my big question. No Woohoo Island, no sale for me. Some yeah, if if it if they've just got some knockoff, some like Wahoo Island, then I'm not 
Not I'm sold. not signed up for that, no. My favourite Nintendo character, Woohoo <laughs> Island. Do you remember when, um, in promotion for Wii Sports Resort, they, like, officially... It was something, like, in New York City, they, uh, they got a block and they, they renamed it Woohoo Island for a week <laughs> in New York with, like, like the Nintendo store on it. No, I don't. They they definitely promoted something and, and renamed like a street or an area of Woohoo Island, which I think is is tickles me very deeply to think about. That's pretty good. Um. Anyway, uh, one more thing, and that's the Mario 3D World coming to the Switch. I think it was February of next year, twenty twenty one. At any case, yeah. Um. Seems good. I hope so. It seems like they have some some DLC too. Judging by the tiny trailer, it seems like it'd be more of an open space kind of thing, which is very interesting. It's interesting that it's a such a big open space, given that all the other kind of courses they don't let you move the camera that much. Yeah, it so seems like it, what that'll be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it made me think that I wish. What if they just what if what if Mario Odyssey was a thing where they they released like a DLC new world every once in a while? That would be nice. I think that would be a fun thing to do. But uh I we we get the DLC here instead of a, in a re-release of Mario 3D World. It is um, a very good game. I'm excited to play it again. I'm excited that they've made it faster. I mean you have like you can do a dive or something now. They've mm-hmm. put in some like new moves and stuff, so It'll be like a whole different thing. A whole different game. And I hope that you can still... I wonder if there'll still be a, a microphone that you can blow on on the Switch to make those platforms move. Probably with the spin not. Ones. Well, that shits me. I'm never playing this. Yeah, that is it. Because there was some tap stuff. I don't know. They'll, they'll figure out something to do with it. Probably it won't be interesting. Probably it'll be press a button. Like, like that's what it was yep. in Rayman in those levels, so... Uh, but that's fine. Just at least they're re-releasing it and getting it off the the Wii U, which is kind of tiresome to pull out if you want to play 3D World. Um, yeah, a great game. Also, apparently uh, online co-op stuff as well, which is exciting. I think that's very that's cool. Nice. Um, one more thing before we move on from news entirely, because we've been on it for so long. We talk too much about Crazy Frog. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, uh, I I Again. guess they're not really doing anything about. Like changing much in any of the the, the free games in the Freddy All Star Collection, which is a little bit of a bummer. I kind of yeah, it is surprising. You know, there is there there is widescreen Super Mario sixty four out there, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's almost a little insulting to be uh you know uh, people compare it to the Crash Bandicoot and Spyro releases uh recently, and they are at uh like forty bucks versus sixty for Mario for you to play uh, not widescreen 30 frames per second Super Mario 64 yes but that's yeah. just Nintendo you know I don't I'm not surprised yeah this is this is completely in character for them to not want to implement any of the, the changes that already exist for these games or any of the improvements too because people have done shit like like uh, you know remap the, the C-stick camera to, to like analog, full analog stick camera movement for Mario 64 and things like that. It is very doable. They changed some of the textures. Did they really? That, yeah, yeah. They made them more high high resolution, but uh, apparently that seems to be it. They just made... That doesn't make any sense. 
God, now I have to buy this stupid thing so I can look <laughs> at these textures and know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> just, they just found the higher res things. They're like, oh, we'll just put them in there, but we won't make it like widescreen or anything like that. We won't yeah, it seems like they movement. just kind of did the, the barest minimum. Yeah, a little bit of a shame. I think those games deserve more, frankly. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Super Mario. Wahoo, everybody. <laughs> I am excited. I do love to play Mario. I love Mario so much. It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. Mario 3 was the first game I played, and I was like, oh, God, this is all I'm going to do now. And here I am talking about Mario 25 years later. Shit. I fucked <laughs> up. Um, let's talk about Game Club. What do you say, Kevin? I love to play games for Game Club. Game Club of the Week. This game is a real talker, and it is Boktai. The sun is in your hand. And as we alluded to last week, this is a Hideo Kojima joint. Uh, classic uh, video game superstar creator of Metal Gear Solid and what uh, year did it come out Boktai I would have to hazard a guess say 2002 2003 let me just check though what uh what what, what Metal Gears is it in between it is so it, it, well, it was in 2003 so okay. Metal Gear Solid 2 was in 2001 Metal Gear Solid ah. 3 was in 2004 so it was right slotted right in between those two, it turns out. I'm kind of curious about if you hadn't told me, would I have, would I have deduced mm. that it was a Kojima game? Because it's, it is, it's, it is a lot like Metal Gear Solid. And it even has, like, dragging the, dragging the coffins is obviously a precursor to, uh, all of the all of the moving s- stuff around you doing Death Stranding. Yes, yeah, pretty much. It's it it's it was really weird going to it, uh, not knowing anything about it except for that it was a Hideo Kojima game and playing it and being like, oh, this is definitely a Hideo Kojima game. It's got, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it directly has those elements that that uh, here in this game that have informed like all this future shit that he's been working yeah. on. Obviously, the stealth there is super Metal Gear. But yeah, the, the the structure of the game is you're a vampire hunter kind of dude in like a post-apocalypse kind of vampire world where they're all nuts. Um, and uh, you got to go to these castles using... You have a, a solar ray gun, uh, which is powered by the sun in real life. You have to go out like a, like a little fool and stand out in the sun with your GBA outstretched with the sun sensor in it. Um and uh, to power up your gun and be able to uh, uh, shoot stuff, kill monsters, and, and solve puzzles and stuff like that. Um, and you're going into these these dungeons, doing a little bit of sneaking around these enemies. You kind of got to stealth around them because you can only really um, stun them when you shoot them. Uh, and you have to get the coffin with the evil uh, vampire in it and very slowly and deliberately drag it all the way out of this dungeon which I kind of really respect how uh, <laughs> like s- slow and deliberate it is um, yeah. that, that you just have to like not only do you have to be worrying about stealthing around all these enemies you also 
<laughs> lugging this coffin with a big vampire in it all the way to the exit so that you can take it out into the sun and then uh, do like a boss battle and exercise him. Sort of the, the core loop of the game. Something that I wasn't expecting was for the coffin to get, get angry and like shake at you and you have to put it down so you don't get hurt. Oh yeah, it does do that. Um, so you gotta like leave it for a little bit and then come yeah. back to it. Um, and also the enemies, if they see the coffin, can start dragging it back too, which is frustrating. Um, yeah, if you like leave it long enough, it'll just slowly start inching its way back. Yep. <laughs> just just trying not to be noticed, just crawling its way back. Um, <laughs> Through the doors and stuff. That was, that was like, I feel like that's also like one of the things that is just kind of a nice touch is the, like the noise and the, that the doors make when you open them. But mm. there's also like the normal monsters don't go through it. So I remember I put the I put the coffin down and I went off to fight to uh, clear off some monsters ahead of me. And then I heard the heard the door open. <laughs> like wait a second, <laughs> snuck back through the door. <laughs> you little rascal, get back here. Come back here. Yeah. Um. He, there's some like very direct parallels to uh to Death Stranding. Um. And I guess, I think I need to play both Boktai and Death Stranding a little more, probably even get even more of them out. But, like, the stuff you mentioned about the coffin shaking is is directly in Death Stranding. There's parts where you have to, uh, you're, you're have, you have to carry uh, deceased bodies on your, like, back, and, uh, they're, like, in a body bag, um, and they're infected or whatever, and if you have to be careful at certain points, because they'll start, like, shaking and freaking out and stuff like that. So there's, like, very, yeah, it's, it's pretty spooky. Um, yes, but it's, it's like direct stuff like that, as far as that stuff is like seen here. So I wonder if, if Boktai was his original <laughs> vision for Death Stranding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know I can, how he configures this stuff. These kind of elements, yeah, I can understand, um, sometimes you just like these elements and you want to keep putting them in games. Hmm, like guess. a lay motif sort of. Yeah, kind I of think thing. it kind of that the drag in the coffin was a seed of an idea that uh, Yeah, that's definitely what it was. I would, you know, I one day hopefully my thing would be I I have many designs of uh games where you like go inside fortresses or giant robots and destroy them from the inside out. I haven't I haven't got to make one yet. Once I'm ten games in, come and ask me about it, and I'll, I'll we'll point to all the places where you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, my thing is is that uh, all my games have to have uh, sort of a bandicoot wearing jeans in them. <laughs> so that's so have that's... a look, have a look through video game history, and you might you might See spot if you a can few. Spot any of my works out there? <laughs> a little wink, eh? Yeah. Um, well, that's that's uh, that's Boktai. How far did you get in the game so far, Kevin? I got up to the second mana. Um, oh, you got farther than I did. A bit of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like the way that your items pick up and they show you the little icon. Um, yeah. I'll I'll steal that to put in one of our games one day. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's 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 been done in other games as well, but this one is especially nice. And also, you can knock on doors. I mean, you can knock on the walls when knock you're on walls leaning on them. I think that enemies. I think that is kind of an interesting thing about how the isometric uh, kind of view plays out. Because you know, on our controllers, we have D pads that go up, down, left, and right. And so, if you're in a 
isometric space and you want to have your character like go on like sidle along the wall you can just press up and then they'll go up to the wall and then they can sidle along the wall upwards it's just kind of it makes the it makes the clinging to the walls work nicely with the controller i think to do it in that way it makes it, it makes it easier to to do those kind of maneuvers sure because it's on that angle it's just easier to you're just hitting up on the D stick and it makes sense with what the character is doing on screen with how the angle yeah. is Boktai. Now, the big question about... it looks very pretty as well. It looks super duper pretty. I think that the art really pops. The characters Wait, so are cute. I like the, the little sun baby. So what's the idea... What do you think was the intended thing for the sunlight sensor, right? They want you to just go inside and outside a whole lot? Like, so what, <laughs> what does it actually mean? You have it, to... If you want your gun to charge up, you have to go outside... You can't really play it that much at night time. Uh, you can't play it too much in the sun as well because then your solar gun will yeah, overcharge. Yeah, it overheats. Yeah. So you kind of have to... It wants you to go outside for a little bit, hang out, play the game for a little bit outside, and then maybe go inside and play for a bit. And It's also uh, interesting <laughs> to think about because like the GBA didn't have a... Did it have a backlight? Um, the SP did. I don't even know what it would look like to to have to hold a GBA under the sun. Here's and, I had a re- original GBA uh, tortoise shell GBA, Kevin, and let me just tell you, it looked like shit to hold <laughs> it in the sun. You could not see a darn thing. That original okay. GBA had no sort of backlight on it. I see. So it was junk, and you couldn't okay. see dink. Um, the the SP was a lot better about that. It had a it had a much brighter. It, well, it had a backlight, so yeah, you know. But um, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because that's the thing, right? Is that it, this game's whole angle is all right. You got to stand out in the sun to charge your gun. The problem is, this game, there's nothing especially fun about playing this game in the sun. It's it's just yeah. like a, it's just a game. It's like a kind of Zelda game. It's fun, but. But there's not really yeah, any an sort of special reason idea. other than charging your gun. Yeah, it's an idea more than it actually kind of comes out in execution as, as part of the game. It's just like, oh, charge your gun kind of thing, right? Like um, those those scanners things where you could scan a barcode and it would have like a monster in it and you fight them. Yeah, those barcode scanning monsters. You could scan a, scan a soup can, a bean, and a little animated creature would come out. On uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like with the with the sunlight stuff, it's yeah, it's just weird. It doesn't affect the game that much. It's kind of very like I got up. They they've given me a gun that you don't even need the sun to use it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess you can't. I guess it only stuns guys instead of killing them or something. It's just a weird... It seems weird to go in with that as your core idea and not not end up doing that much with it, but whatever. Like, there's not there's not a really fun game that, that you could do that with. There's not a really fun game that you could build around going inside and then going outside, I guess. Hmm. Maybe I do, if you like could Something like, you know, the Animal life. Crossings where different times of days you know different stuff is available i guess hmm. and it's good 
I'd like I, I don't know. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and it doesn't seem like there's anything about like the the behind the scenes sort of development of the game. Why they used the sun sensor? Because it did come like packaged with this game. It was a whole thing that you had to yeah. you know. It's a sun game. It's in the bloody title. <laughs> um, so it's I, like I wonder if Kojima was just like, well, there's all these nerds and they don't go outside. So what we got to do <laughs> is trying to do a public good. Coax them, coax them out of the house a little bit. We'll just make a funny little Zelda game, and that should keep them. That should that should get them some vitamin D. You know, <laughs> like I, I I don't like. I don't know why else they would have done this. <laughs> Looking at this full page ad, which just has a picture of the sun plus picture of a Game Boy equals Boktai. The sun is in your hand. That doesn't. That's not. That's not a, an equation. What a man. <laughs> It's not. Uh, oh, Boktai. I do like it a whole lot. I'm I'm just sounding sour on the sun thing because it seems a bit. Uh, I just don't quite understand it. Maybe I need to play more of the game. Maybe there's a big Kojima twist at the end where you need to like stand in front of the sun to exercise the final uh, vampire guy. It's coming in from from real world reality and it's it's going into the game or something. That sort of leads me into my uh, next question, Kevin. What What do you want to do here? Do you want to? Do we have a suggestion for next week's game club, or do you want to keep playing Boktai? Do you feel passionate about it? I feel stuck in the mansion that I'm up to. I'm I am kind of curious about it. Um, hmm. I don't have an idea for the next one, really. Well, how about this? I want to keep playing. I, I, want, I personally want to keep playing Boktai and get through to second. Okay. See if we can get through to second manner. That makes sense because you did you did propose off off air the um that we should decide whether uh, to continue change. playing it or not, and it yeah. does make sense that you would bring that up uh right before a game that you want to keep playing. How convenient! I get chewed out for for not playing Austin Powers Pinball, and here you get a treat. So. Well, you know, I guess I the podcast what... has a has is, is a little bit uh, it's a little bit favoured one way. Well, let's uh, let's go back to the tape, Kevin, because we have audio from episode forty nine where you say that you want to play Boktai, and you're the one on the show that you said you wanted to play Boktai. Hey, that's but... true. I well, I thought you said you had already started playing it, so I thought it would be easy because you'd already started. Well, now you're trying to make me feel bad about what your choice <laughs> well, I'm, was. I'm glad we're enjoying Boktai together. Yeah, I'm happy to keep going. Now, this is... What was this? This wasn't a podcast. This was some kind of kind of heist upon my self-esteem here. So, I think you run a great podcast. Oh, well, that's... And, um, that means a lot after I, the verbal assault you just assailed <laughs> me with. Um, I wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want anyone else to to be on the podcast. Oh, that's that's sweet. You wouldn't even want not even Eddie Murphy. Well, we've got. We could get Eddie Murphy. Well, no, but I mean, well, now I know how you feel, right? You just <laughs> you just kind of let slip that you'd prefer to have Eddie. If if the option presented itself, you would have Eddie Murphy on the podcast. You just lied to me. Kind of. I'm just. Man, this is just just a whole, all sorts of new revelations happening on today's episode. So I, I guess I'm I'm just left speechless. We should just be we should play some more Boktai. From there, I'm gonna say here's what I'm gonna say. 
for, yeah. for next week. Get in touch. What should we play for the next game club? Because we're always lost for words. Maybe we'll think about it, but you guys can think about it too. Questions at skypiratestudios.com. Questions at skypiratestudios.com and also Twitter at skypirateradio. That's the Twitter page. You can just hit us up. Maybe we could play, um, you know... We could play some uh, Crash of the Titans. We could play Crash Twin Sandy. Uh, we could play Crash Mind Over Mutant. There's all sorts of different games we could play out there. <laughs> a wildly, a wildly variable uh, in in content and you know in all kinds of things. Games can be anything. They can be uh, Crash Bandicoot Three Warped. They can be Crash Bash. They could be Crash Team Racing. They could be any. There's any games you could dream up anything, and I think that's the lesson here. It doesn't have to just be about a, a, like a certain character. It can be about a different kind of character, like a like a he, like a kind of Bandicoot that wears jeans. Exactly. Um, and I'm going to leave you with this for today, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. But uh, I just want to tell you all a story. Um, when I was a child, around like 2006, 2005, uh, we were going. Um, uh, across Australia uh, from Sydney to Queensland uh, travelling in a car and we stopped at a gas station in the middle of nowhere in, in like it was close to a place called Bogabri which is like a population of less than 100 people and uh, this gas station it had a bunch of it, w- it was just a regular gas station looked a bit like a 7-Eleven but in the middle kiosk there were no in these DVD kiosks. There were no DVDs and no other games or CDs. It was just copies upon copies of Crash Twin Sanity. <laughs> is what I saw. Like two, I two like DVD rack aisles, and also the the aisles were branded with Crash Twin Sanity on them. <laughs> And that was one of the strangest maybe, uh, things I've maybe, ever seen. Uh, so someone driving the uh, Crash to Insanity uh, shipment, uh, their car, their car broke down in that town, and they were never, never heard from again. <laughs> it's like the ending of Fargo. They just had to bury it somewhere, <laughs> so they took it to a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm gonna leave you with, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I'll talk. You'll. Uh, I, I love you. I'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs>